So I had to get the thing I had to get on the way home was a bottle of wine. Oh. And, oh, uh, I also for you? got for me. Yeah, I also got a onion. Hey. and I had to get garlic because Lebanese. We don't have any garlic in the house. What? Well, how Who you doing the fuck that? planned this? We need garlic in the house. No. I am Lebanese. 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 So. My buddy. Hello and welcome to the Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Aaron. Welcome. And I have a... Hey, welcome, guys. <laughs> so, Leslie, you want to talk about the holidays this week? Oh, yeah. Also, I'd like to point out Aaron has a new fancy setup. I was about to say that. I was like, Aaron has a setup. Awesome. <laughs> Does it sound get pretty good to yeah, you? Yeah, sounds really good coming out my yeah i mean oh good like nothing's gonna be obviously being in a nice like sound booth together but uh i i'm like a real grad student now i have a actual uh computer i think i haven't Yay. gotten a computer for it it must be like seven or eight years it was the last time i actually bought a real computer it's been since uh, before i knew i've known you yeah because yeah. i always i always had access to one in some form or another i guess it no because i had mm, I had jobs where I could was like on a computer during the day or at night, so I didn't really need it. And then, yeah, I had bought um, little netbooks when I was traveling and stuff. And then, like, I remember you tried to help me get all the viruses off of them mm-hmm. and stuff, but it was just such a mess. So, yeah, so when I got the new computer, I was like, I'm going to get a microphone like Leslie's. <laughs> Yay. There we go. So, so I have an actual microphone. Today is a cool day. Today is mm-hmm. Willing to Lend a Hand Wednesday. Do you want to talk I about like that? I like this day. Well, we the days of the day were, were kind of goofy. Um, we weren't that excited about any of them, especially the litigation one where it's just kind of a tongue twister. Say it again. What was the litigation one? Um, love oh, you... Litigating Lawyers Day. That seems too much. Um, but we picked as like a like a self-promotion kind of thing i literally just signed up for the saint jude's uh, children hospitals walk that they have going on here in new york next month in september and i'm encouraging people to um donate to it instead of like giving me birthday presents via my own social media and leslie was like oh we can like put up a link and see if people want to help because it's uh saint jude's one of my favorite charities actually oh man it's just is there anything sadder than a sick child you know or like a a hurt a suffering child or it just it makes me just so sad and i love what saint jude does i think they're a really great organization so i'm happy this is actually my first time being involved them i didn't know it was funny i didn't know about well i mean actually i've that's a lie i use um charity uh, apps when i walk to donate to, to they're, they're like different ones and stuff. And St. Jude's been one of the ones I have sponsored through that. When I'm just walking around, if you guys don't know, there's um charity miles or walk for a dog, or I think there are a couple of others where it uses, you know, the satellite maps to uh, record how far you walk. And then certain um, sponsors will donate to a charity of your choice. That's so when cool. you do this, yeah. So, you so exercise I exercise, and other people give money. 
for. I know. I love it. Like I walk, I try to walk six to 10 miles a day anyway, just for like my health. And then, well, no, I mean, I just try to do it because I feel better when I do. And uh, it it works for running as well. I just am a walker instead of a runner. And I like that there, that this is an option that if you're going to be doing it anyway, Mm -hmm. then you can donate people. So I have donated to St. Jude's through that before. But this is the first time that I'm doing one of their walks. And I was going, I think it was yesterday when I was on 8,000 trains to <laughs> to and from like Brooklyn to visit my friend, which is not normally the case. I usually have to take a train or two to uh, go to Brooklyn. But um, this time I kind of went like a, <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> and, uh, and then coming back, I went to go buy a bakery that I liked that was um, – quite far south of me and not not where I normally am so I was like I'll just go there on the way and then uh in one of the tunnels they had a an advertisement for this walk and so as I walked by I said to myself three times I was like St. Jude's St. Jude's St. Jude's (laughs) knowing that when I get home I needed to sign up so and I love Margot Thomas and Danny Thomas um Lebanese represent uh they started it you know that girl wait what yeah that's that's her and her dad was Danny Thomas I think I don't know if he's still. But alive. Lebanese. Yeah, I didn't know Danny Thomas is Lebanese. Oh, my, oh, you know what? I maybe kind of did know that and I forgot. <laughs> they, well, that's I think they, they made fun of it on an episode of Golden Girls. The <gasps> one with Do- uh, Dorothy's friend comes to visit and her partner died, but her partner was uh-huh. a woman and they tried oh, to yeah. tell Rose and she kind of had a crush on Rose. And they tried to tell Blanche. Yes. And they said, Blanche, she's a lesbian. And she's like, okay, so? She's like, well, you're not shocked by that? And she's like, no, isn't Danny Thomas one? And she said, oh, that's no, so funny. Blanche Lebanese, not lesbian. <laughs> Lesbanese. <laughs> that is so cute. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, that's their oh, Rose. Um, and I think he started it. And she does it now. Oh, man. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about your sugar baker moment? Sure. It's uh, short and sweet. It's right now. Good. Um, it's been- <laughs> Wait, what? It's been a bad week. What can I say? Like, there's not, there's not a lot. Wait, I got a glass on. of wine. I'm talking to you, and we're talking about okay. this awesome show and hanging out with each other, and hopefully some listeners down, you know, tomorrow or the next day. So, you're drinking your Cabernet right now. I am. You guys, it's so cute. She told me she stopped by the grocery store on the way home, and because uh, she needed an onion and a, <laughs> a bottle of wine. wine, I said. I was like, oh, are you going somewhere? Because you used to, like, buy wine to go places. Uh, sometimes, you know, yep. it'd be like you're going and over like to a, your, like, sister-in-law's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or, like, someone's house. And, like, and garlic because uh, she is Le- Lebanese. You are yeah, Lebanese. I'm Lebanese. I can't I tell about gar- you. Third, There's so. no garlic in my house, and I'm freaking out. That can't happen. Uh, yeah, but I'm so excited that you're having your actual cabinet. Oh, man, I should have gone and gotten a little i have diet pepsi with a lemon so it's That's not quite fancy. <laughs> it We're is kind fancy. of it is kind of maybe i'll take a picture and put on like amsterdam, amsterdam. nope instagram it's <laughs> like it's like oh it stopped doing it but the lemon was like spinning around in the uh i just kind of spirally cut the lemon all together usually i do slices and it was kind of spinning around it was kind of cool wow my life is boring uh, <laughs> i'm excited by a lemon so what was your sugar oh. maker moment uh, mine, I had a really good last week-ish, uh, with seeing everybody in North Carolina. There were some fights with my family, but that's to be expected. Uh, but my own personal triumph was driving back into Manhattan by yeah, myself. 
Uh, I was, and this is not, I mean, it's, it's kind of is a nerve wracking depending on, well, I don't think there, there is a great way to come into the city, but I basically have to come over the George Washington bridge and there's always so much traffic. And, uh, even though I did avoid a lot of the, like I avoided a lot of the main rules, roads like, uh, 95 North on the way up because there's an accident and maps told me like an, another option and it took no longer. So it was nice, but, uh, I had a uh, car accident two years ago where I was stopped in the light uh, at a stoplight. And I think I was maybe like pfft, the 12th person back from the light. You know, it's not like I had just stopped and I was right at the front or anything. And in my rearview mirror, I see a quite large, I think it's a, it was probably a suburban barreling towards me. And I uh, internally panicked for half a second. And then I was like, well, okay, there's a minivan in front of me. So how about I try to get out of the way? And I do. Luckily, I had quick enough reflexes to see them coming in my rearview mirror and try to move out of the way so that it just kind of slightly hit me and maybe knock into the person in front of me without it being I'm knocking into the person like head on collision. I kind of just got a little bit out of the lane and it gave me a concussion. Uh, but hey, any any accident you can walk away from, right, is like a is a blessing. So I uh, but over <laughs> the time since having that accident and then someone else hit me, just came into my lane because they felt like it uh, and without even looking or signaling, which happens to me a lot. I, I give everyone a lot of room <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> but it made it so that I was not really a big fan of driving and in fact was happy to be moving to somewhere that I didn't have to drive. So when I when it came to time for my mom came up with me the last time I drove up here and then my um, brother's uh, girlfriend at the time was the one who actually moved me last year and she drove. And so this was like I for some people, I'm sure it's not a big deal. But for me, there was like a bit of like internal like struggle and like trauma, you know, for this that I am not scared of driving anymore, but there could have been a chance for me to freak out. You know, with my animals in the car, getting on the bridge, everyone's like honking, crazy. People don't know what lane they want to be in. It's all over the place. Um, so I did it. And uh, it wasn't that hard. I actually was happy that when I came to North Carolina, I was able to get back into driving. And it wasn't like the year before I left, which was the year after um, the accident. And like that whole next year, I was dreading every time I had to drive just because – I just felt unsafe and I felt uncomfortable and you never really are safe. People can hit you all the time, but I had no confidence, you know, and I was really nervous about driving. And so this was pretty exciting that I was able to do as much driving as I did in North Carolina and that I was able to drive up here by myself. Um, I think also it was that I was afraid of driving with my animals in the car yeah. because yeah, someone hits me. It's my time, whatever. I don't give a shit, but like I become mama lion when I have the babies in the car and like, I have to protect them, you know? And so like, that was the hard part, but the real, like, oh, these are always so damn long when I talk, but the biggest moment was right when I'm over the bridge, I'm through the tunnel. I recognize home. I had been listening to, um, the, uh, illusion noid podcast, I think is how it's to me. I'm too dyslexic to read this properly. Um, that's done by one of the guys who's from Sister, and I've been listening to that and then it ends and I was like, oh crap, I need something else. <laughs> I can't just be, I'm about to go through a tunnel. I don't like tunnels either because of this accident. 
uh, I see a tunnel as potential danger because I can't get out of the way if someone's going to hit me, you know? So I was still like nervous and I put on, I was like, okay, switch to music real quick on my iPod. And it w- was Cigarro's Hopi Pola as I'm like I pulling that out. That's, we have to like try to post a link for it or something. That is such like, that is the biggest like breath of fresh air song for me. I think I told you, I remember you put it on our mix for when we were working at the theater mm-hmm. uh, that it's just like, it makes me think of a happy ending partially because it is at the end of the movie Penelope uh, with uh, Christina Ricci and James McAvoy. Aww. But I actually, that's, that was like one reason why I think associate it with a happy ending and I already loved it before that. But um, it was just like so pleasant that yes, I've made it, I've made it here. I see uh, for, you know, lack of better term, New York is home for now, you know, and so I could, I recognized exactly how to drive home from where I was. I was just a few blocks away and I had made it and it was very nice. So my real moment is a uh, cigarettes, hope you pull when I'm Aww. through the tunnel. See, it's really funny that you say you associate that with uh, happy endings because of Penelope, yeah. because the first time I ever heard it was in the trailer yeah. for children of men. Oh God, you've mentioned Which that before. It's a little hopeful, yeah. the end, but spoilers, it's pretty yeah, freaking desolate. It's- it's a pretty bleak. Oh, shush, Franca. It's held on. Shh. Hey, hey, hey. Hush. Franca, she's not used to being in the apartment anymore. <laughs> she keeps thinking everyone's coming to kill us. <laughs> coming to get you. Just she's because. Like, no. Okay. 31, okay, please continue. 52. Okay, so we're just, I'll just start um, at the beginning. So, okay. uh, Suzanne, we begin the show with Suzanne retelling the story. Oh, she's very excited about the story but you would never know it because it's a boring ass story i know i can't even i watched it all over and over i don't remember what the story was even really about she was at some function either like the theater or a concert or the orchestra whatever uh but she was three seats from the mayor and apparently this is not a big deal because she has after all had dinner at the white house so (laughs) oh right so why is she even telling the story apparently he was looking at her i don't know it's boring So in the middle of this, Charlene gets a letter from her mom and someone in her family has been doing their family tree and researching their ancestry. And it turns out they might be related to Loretta Lynn. And who she loves. Who she loves. She's so excited. And yeah. she gets really excited and says, do you know what that means? And Julia says, you're going to have to start cooking with Crisco. I don't get that. Um, I think I think it's like a. It's like a Southern joke, I guess. Oh. But they're all Southern. Like, she's from Poplar Bluff, Missouri, so I'm not really sure. What Is it means. something to do with, like, Kentucky? Maybe. <laughs> Is that Maybe where Loretta like deep fried from? chicken or something? I don't know. Well, I wonder, because they talked about... Wait, wait. Was Loretta Lynn married to someone that had something to do with Carisco? Mm. Because they talked about how all he ate was pie crust. Oh, yeah. Let's see. That's not how you spell that genius. Okay, well, apparently she did a lot of advertisement for Crisco in the 70s. Okay, that makes like, sense. YouTube mm-hmm. that shit. I'll I'll share one, but there are tons. What? So okay, whatever. She was the, yeah, at least the spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll post one. Note to self. Uh, so, and she, Julia asked this question, and she says, you know, no, silly. If I'm ever in Nashville, I can go see the Grand Old Opry for free, <laughs> which is what she's really That's really about. cute. I love it. Yeah. And then Suzanne now points out that she was in the middle of a scintillating story 
before she no. was rudely interrupted for a quote-unquote hillbilly bulletin. Which is so rude. She always loves to throw hillbilly in there. Like she, Although, for Loretta Lynn, that kind of works, because she like is like a, uh, in I the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and Mary Jo interrupts to say that the story was not scintillating. No. And then they point out that Mary Jo's just in a bad mood because Quint is acting out. Her. You say you say Quint. I'm sorry. I'm having some goldfish because my stomach hurts. Um, you say Quentin the same way that she does. I love it. Oh, I just said Quint. You're like Quint, Quint, Quint. Quint. <laughs> Why not? His name's Quentin, but she oh, Quint. Yeah, yeah. So that's how you say it. Because we're we're the same person. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um. So he's going through this phase where her opinion a is sassafras phase. Yeah, her opinion is worthless. And yep. I'm going to make a gif of the way she does it. But he says that he uh, rolls his eyes up and like hits himself mm-hmm. in the forehead like in a duh mm-hmm. motion. Mm-hmm. And it's a statement that says, I could have had a V8 or I could have had a mother who's not the stupidest woman on earth. I didn't realize that that uh, ad campaign for V8 was that old. I did not either. But apparently it is. Well, I also, tried to look up when it first played, that. but I couldn't find it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we'll post a link to that video as well. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, and so he's six, and what he is doing right now, uh, one of his antics anyway, is handing out fruit roll-ups at school to certain little girls, and then demanding that they go steady with him and his friend. That is just ridiculous. When he's six! He's a six-year-old grade school pimp. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what she says. I mean... I was kind of silly at six years old, too. I mean... But I wasn't doing that. I wasn't like a businesswoman kind of thing. I don't know. (laughs) And so Suzanne has to give her advice about raising children. Being that she has... Oh, my God. Yes. She needs to advise Mary Jo and... Once their house broken, you send them military school until they're 21. (laughs) Yep. And they ain't telling them to keep the the stereo down or whatever. Yeah, if they're good and they can keep the stereo down, they can come home at 21. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Julia comments that, yeah, I mean, you know, Susanna's raised three parakeets and none of them has ever gotten in trouble. Of course, she should listen to her for parenting advice. I think it's hilarious that she's had parakeets. I know. That does not seem like something she would have the time. Or... Am I crunching like really loud into the microphone? No, I can't hear you at all, actually. Okay, good. I mean, and I you're like talking to that. like a human. But no, no, no. But you can't hear me like crunching. I'm sorry. I was like, I no, need no. some crackers. My stomach hurts. <laughs> You're good. So, okay. uh, Quint also wants to be called, called the Slickster. But that's where no. Mary Jo draws the line. She is so weird. his mother and does not have to refer him that way. So, while all of this is going on, Charlene gets a phone call. Uh, Mary Jo answers the phone. And when the person asks for Charlene, she's like, yeah, sure, who's calling? And her name is Monica Marlin. Mm-hmm. And Charlene does not have any idea who this person no, is. No, but she has to fake it. Like, it's so cute, yes. her faces, when she's trying to be like, of course I remember you. How long's it been? Oh, that yep. long? You know, kind of stuff. Like, she's like, and she, the whole time the audience is like, well, she doesn't know who the hell this Clearly. person is. And it's really funny and awkward. And then all of a sudden, she figures it out. Mm-hmm. And she, like, freaks out. She's very excited. Because she's not Monica. She's Monette. She's Monette. And, Which is uh, funny. Monette sounds more like what she ends up being that we find out yes, than Monica does. Than Monica does, but I guess she's trying to cater to a higher class, richer class. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's funny. I wrote in my notes. Uh, Charlene asks her, "How did you know where to find me?" I'm like, "Well, clearly everyone in the world knows where Sugar Bakers is. And everyone knows where there. Sugar Bakers is. It's like the it's like the epicenter of a. Yeah. Is it Atlanta? Atlanta. Yes, yeah, epicenter of Atlanta. It's that and like the Coke factory. Yeah. Everyone knows. Those are the two landmarks. 
And so she gets off the phone and says, you'll never guess in a million years who that is. And then Mary Jo recounts her entire conversation. Yes, because she was. <laughs> yeah, takes exactly. A bite of food. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. Julia says she's psychic. That's how she knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Charlene is telling them that, you know, her Monette, this Monette person and her are both from Poplar Bluff, Poplar Bluff Missouri, mm-hmm. which is yep. where my mom was born. Oh, and, I forget that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were both cheerleaders, and she says that, you know, Monette was a cheerleader, but she was cool. She was and she sexy starts, and aloof. Yeah, and she starts voguing or something. Mm-hmm. Something. Well, she's trying to, to be. No, <laughs> no, she's the sexy and aloof she cheerleader like with her quiet pep. <laughs> she's just like being like a, she's, yeah, it's quiet pep. She's trying to quiet be like a cheerleader, pep. but like aloof and like not too much into it and like sexy. It's really good. It's I like it. You should do a gif of that, too. I will. And then uh, Charlene explains that she had a crooked cartwheel. And if it weren't for Monette, mm-hmm. she never would have made the squad. Mm-hmm. So Monette, now Monica, whatever, has moved to Atlanta from St. Louis. And she bought the Chadwick house and wants them to decorate it. Apparently, it's a very it's huge, huge house. Not as big as Suzanne's house, no, of she, course. No, she points it's still that quite out. Large. Mm-hmm. And Julia says, well, it's also not as big as the Empire State Building or the Grand Canyon. But we're not redoing either of those things. Mm-hmm. So sassy. And so they're all going to go over to meet and, like, do a consultation. And Charlene wants to go home and change her clothes. Yeah, so she looks more uh, successful. Exactly. Yep. And she asks what she should wear. And then Suzanne starts commenting on, like, half of her wardrobe. Yes. No one no one asked for Just that. telling her what not to wear. <laughs> exactly. And why she shouldn't wear it. Yes. Um. So then we get to Monette's new house. And it is huge. And she says, How many rooms does it have? Is it like nineteen? Yeah, I was gonna say is it eighteen? That seems crazy, but it's true. Yep. And um, so her budget for renovating and redecorating is somewhere between yep. a hundred and a hundred and fifty thousand, which I would like in to point 1987, out. In nineteen eighty-seven, yeah, which I would also. like to point out in two thousand sixteen is my entire mortgage budget. Yep, that's crazy. No, so you have like three bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not eight. Three bedrooms, two baths. Nine, 19 whatever 19. yeah yeah 19 um and then so they're talking with her charlene's a little late uh she's mm-hmm. late because she had a flat tire and so she had to run the last 10 blocks mm-hmm. and then um monette is telling uh them how wonderful charlene is and how much she's missed her and her one fault is that she picks the wrong men yep and and she, she asks does that change yeah. at all nope no no, not at all. <laughs> nope. And she. Although I like Shadow. I like Shadow too. Too bad he was gone. Um, so yeah. they talk about Ernie Richardson. I think she was dating for a while. Okay. Oh, oh he was yeah. Her prom date, and he didn't wear a shirt. He didn't have a shirt, right? And he's now a uh, president of a bank in Memphis. And she says, "How do you mm-hmm. know?" And she's like, "Cause she date, cause I dated a guy who robbed it." <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just, um, yeah, Charlene. But the, but what Monette points out is that her heart was always the best one. Yep. Best thing about her, she's the best heart ever. And, I mean, that's just so clear in, in all that we've seen so far. So I love that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Charlene missed a tour. So Monette is going to give her the tour. And so this gives us the opportunity to have a side character who comes in. Yeah. <laughs> And reveals the big secret of the episode. Uh, this guy, I would like to point out, is like the yeah. epitome of a deep South Southern yep. like, lawyer. Yep. Businessman, lawyer, senator, congressman, yep. representative, whatever. 
And yeah. he circles them like a vulture while they're talking. Yeah. He's like eyeing them up and down. And it's great because I love the awkward conversation that they are having that they're like, what's with this? Like they're trying to yeah. have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, what's with this guy? I don't know. Let's just keep talking and see if he'll go away. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. And so then he noticed like they're kind of ignoring him. So he walks up to mm-hmm. them and he says, excuse me, if I was to ask for you specifically and points at Julia, Julia. would I get you? Mistake. Mistake. And she gets a face. And says, I have no idea what you're talking about, but somehow I feel absolutely safe in saying the answer is no. Yeah. And he apologizes, but he says, I thought you all worked for Monica. Mm -hmm. And Mary Jo says they do, but they just started. They just started, yeah. And so he kind of clarifies his statement with, like, eyebrow adjustments and faces. And Mary Jo also responds in gestures and faces. And it's a very interesting exchange while they... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> figure out that Monica's a prostitute, but no one ever yes. says prostitute or yes. whore or no. sex or... You, like, what Mary just like, so you <laughs> think that we are and she yeah. is and all these things. And it's so funny. Yeah. Um, and so I'd also like to take this moment. I mean, there will be more moments. Uh-oh. Uh, but to point out that if she's buying this house with 19 rooms and her renovation budget is $150,000, mm-hmm. she's not just a prostitute. Like, she is nope. a madam... Which means yes. she is making money on her own Johns, and she's also yes. making a percentage of the money that the girls under her make. She's yes. enterprising. Yes. <laughs> and so at this point, Mary Jo is like, are we on okay in a camera? Oh, it's so funny. She's like walking around like, we are. I heard they're coming back. Around. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, yeah. camera. Then he says, "Well, if we're on candy camera, I'm in a lot more trouble than you are." Yep, I <laughs> love that line. Yeah, and it's like do do do, and then you know they go to commercial. Um, and then uh, Charlene comes back down with Monat talking about their high school days. Um, and, oh no, this is when they come back to Sugar Bakers. I'm sorry, and she's really yeah. excited. Yeah. But- the ladies are visibly upset because they've got to tell her this upsetting thing about her friend. Oh, I love that they tell her to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, like, I hate, no, and she's like, I hate when you do that. No, just tell, not tell me what, what, what is it? Is Monet a man? Like, it was so, like, she just is like, hates when they're trying to tell her some serious information yeah. and she's just terrified and, oh, it's so funny. And then, um, Mary Jo tries to break it gently by saying, no, but we have reason to believe she's practicing the world's oldest profession. Carpenter? <laughs> Monat's Peed a carpenter? Myself. Peed myself. I was. I turned to you. I was like, "Cause Jesus." Cause like, Jesus. oh God. Cause Jesus. Jesus. And so, so funny. I love her. They point out, no, she's the madam. Mm-hmm. And um, they point out to back up their claim that two different men tried to purchase Julia while mm-hmm. Charlene and Monet were upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then Susanna has to comment, and that just shows the type of clientele she has right there. Oh man, Suzanne is like, she wins this episode for she me. Does. <laughs> she's um, too much. She says her operation is probably over the hill. Not too many women cutting in your age bracket. <laughs> Oof. And Suzanne points out that she probably intimidated them. And as her yes. husband, Dashkoff, the writer, used to Brings say, Brings him up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are more, some mountains so majestic, even brave men dare not approach. Mm-hmm. And Mary Jo finishes her sentence for her because she said it so many times. Yes. And then and Julia, Julia said, what is Julia saying? She says, well, then I guess no one felt like climbing you. Oh, my God. Sassy. Which I love. I talk about climbing people like a tree. Yes, you do. <laughs> like, that's, there. that's for you right there. It's like a tall man, I guess, usually. I don't really, I haven't really liked that many tall women that were like that much taller than me or whatever. <laughs> but like if it's a tall man. 
on it. Climb like a tree. Mm-hmm. That's then, why, which I, of course, steal from uh, bridesmaids. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so I don't agree with Julia's statement, but I love the way she delivers this. Um, they're okay. trying to, to break it to her slowly and stuff, but that, like, obviously they're not going to decorate this house now. And Julia just comes out and says, no way am I decorating a 19 a 19-room whorehouse for some two-bit floozy who just blew in from St. Louis. I don't agree with it, but I love the way she delivered it. It's a pretty fun way to say it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, She says she'll decorate a doghouse, an outhouse, but she will not decorate a whorehouse. And this is where it starts with just this (sighs) attitude (laughs) about about, um, the house and the profession and everything. And this is where Suzanne shines for me in this episode. Yes. She says that she used to She's be wild about Nia Bryant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She even wanted to have her hair. I tried to ask you, like, who this was as she was explaining it. I was like, who is this? Yeah, I so if you guys don't know who Nita Bryant is, she was a, a beauty queen um, who decided she needed to be the face of the anti-LGBT movement for some reason in the 80s. Like, yeah, that well, was her thing. Like, ugh. gays don't need rights. So, yeah, okay. okay. Whatever. Um, and... Uh, Charlene pointed out, you do have her hair. Yes. And without missing a beat, Suzanne continues her rant. And she says, mm-hmm. then she became obsessed with that homosexual thing. She became obsessed with it and stopped becoming attractive, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I love this because we, this is the essence of Suzanne. Like, underneath mm-hmm. everything, she really cares. Oh, yes. Like, she knows things. And she is passionate about other people and their rights. Mm-hmm. But there always has to be some small element of superficiality. So, like, she says she That's stopped liking, yeah, Anita Bryant, um, when she let the rest of the world know what a bigot and, like, terrible person she was. But she yeah. has to point out that she let herself go. <laughs> yeah. Like, she stopped <laughs> yeah. showing up at pageants. Um, but she did say that when she, that she was talking about, <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird because it's the best that Suzanne can do, that, like, she was saying, why is she having such a problem with homosexuals? She's a beautiful woman. It's not like they're yep. stealing all the attractive available men or anything. Exactly. Like it was just like it's and which is her way of being like it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know, and so it's still it's I, I'll still allow it, you know. Yeah. And Mary Jo's kind of trying to uh, like, I guess, um, argue for doing this job as well. And mm-hmm. she says, "Cause the money, the money." And she says, "We can't control what goes on in any of the bedrooms we decorate." Oh yeah. And then yeah, she yeah. goes off on orgies and like mm-hmm. basically, she's like, "They could be swinging from the <laughs> chandeliers and stuff." Yep. And like, they're like, "Have you been watching cable again?" <laughs> Poor Mary. <Jo. laughs> she's yeah. She doesn't get it all much. Um, no. And then, um, then they actually go, and she says, "No, we're gonna, we're not gonna hurl all these accusations at her until we've asked her about it." Yeah. And so they go back to Monet's and um, I love the part where Charlene asks her um, like why she does what she does. And Monette says, I don't need your approval. I never did. Yep. And I'm like, that is it in one sentence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't be. And then like we get into this a little bit later, but like you shouldn't be ashamed of what your job is. If you have your yeah. rules and you enjoy it and you don't have a moral like reason for not doing it, then why the hell should anyone else care? Yeah, and that I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's, it's none of your business, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's the biggest part of it. 
Anyway, so, so yeah, they try to break it up with a little bit of humor. Um, the back mm-hmm. and forth about like uh, the pact they made in high school for mm-hmm. everyone to save their virginity for marriage. Oh, this is hilarious. And she says, you know, you remember when you were in whatever his name was when we went to the drive-in and you wanted me to think yeah. you were doing it and you were rocking that car and like Monette's face. And she just says, has that face. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. And he's like, he was, the- she said he wasn't the first and she's like, who was the first? And she said, Herthel Welker. That's actually someone's oh, okay. name. I'd like to point that okay. out. Okay. She also slept Very with some southern. brothers named Goose and Bill, so we have gone back to Greece too, apparently. Um, oh. Also, someone named Snooky Dunn. Uh huh. And <laughs> poor Charlene, she is me in high school. Like she's me like, too. Everyone's doing it, but me, and I didn't know. And I'm like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. I did. I, school. That was me after one of my like a semester abroad uh, <laughs> when we had like a reunion after it like I think uh, two months or so I found out all these people that had hooked up when we like, were like what? people like people even lost like their virginity and stuff like while we we're abroad I guess wow. that's what happens yeah. you know but I was just shocked I wasn't doing nothing people thought I was doing stuff but I was doing nothing and all these people <laughs> are just hooking up willy nilly mm, I don't even know big willy nilly style. Big willy nilly style, yeah. So I was just so, so shocked. So I love Charlene's like yelling through this. She's, She's like, so "Yeah, mate, you were hooking up in the back of that car." You know, she was just so like, just oh my god, just in shock. And I was like, "Yeah, that was me." I couldn't audibly do that and not be cool, you know, when I was finding out about all these people. <laughs> but I had the exact same. I was like, "What?" Me too. People me too. have sex a lot. <laughs> they do. It's just what it is, you know. And some people, it's like no big deal. I guess they're just like, yeah, I slept with like that person and that person and that person. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess you feel differently the, about it. I love the part where um, she says, you know, do your parents know you do this? And she's like, Charlie, they don't even know I smoke. And she's like, you smoke too? Oh my God. So <laughs> funny. It's so bad for you. Oh my God. Yep. It's so bad. And she points out that Charlene is the only one who never did anything and she's now the only one who's never been married. Yeah. She saved herself for marriage and she's the only one who hasn't been married. Well, yeah. that's kind of rude. But then when she starts talking about her profession, um, there were some things I liked about it and some things I didn't. Uh, I like how they don't point. They Monette's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And like, it's not about like sexual assault. Like she's not a prostitute oh, yeah. because she was sexually assaulted. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily like how they point out or make it a point that when she was little, she was like in a big family and got hit a lot. But yeah, uh, there could just been like no reason why she yeah. just wanted to be a madam. Exactly. Um, but she does come back around saying like, maybe she started looking for affection, but then she figured out like what a great living she could make. Yeah. And how she's proud of how well she's done and what, like, the money that she's made and the station that she has achieved in her life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like how they point out that, I mean, they have that one thing, but, like, they, they do make a point of saying, like, there doesn't necessarily have to be a reason beneath anything. Like, it's a job. It yes. pays great. She doesn't yes. dislike doing it. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's even, she points out she is the executive, she was uh, elected the executive secretary of the union at her international convention in Copenhagen, which cracks me up. There is something <laughs> that, like, I to- no, no, not that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm glad. I think it should be unionized. No, and it's laughing at me. Whatever. <clears throat> okay, good, good. Yeah, that's what she has that like, reaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've been listening a lot to the uh, my dad wrote a porno uh, podcast, oh, I've heard and that's they really talk. Good. 
Yeah, and they like talked about like Amsterdam is one of the things. Like, it's like that, and people just have sex so much in this in this world. It's hilarious. But I, for some reason, I was looking at her and I was like, yeah, she sounds a lot like a character from this book. That's like very like business minded and uh, opportunistic and stuff. And I was so I was like internally laughing when I was watching mm-hmm. it, thinking of that. Yeah. Um. So then uh, we I don't rant. like Julia's rant. Yeah, I, was I ask you. Your commentary. Fucking hate this rant. Yeah. I wrote a lot of it down. I am offended on multiple levels. Would you like to share your piece? Um, no. Why don't you read what you like, what you wrote of it down, and then tell me what you think, and then I'll tell you. what Well, because I, I think you probably wrote down more of the actual speech than I did. Because oh no, I just have like one quote. I have a particular quote that uh, really bothered me. That uh, she's saying that what well, she's talking about. She compares. Her comparisons are really messed up in this, but she's comparing um, her reaction to hearing of this like house of prostitution Mm -hmm. to when she's walking down the street and she sees like these magazines, which the magazine magazine she's describing is just kind of strange. It sounds like it's an actual like S&M magazine or something, which is that's completely different. No, it's like she's talking about like someone like whipping a woman, you know, I thought I think that's like a man like whipping a woman mm-hmm. and uh, whatever the actual imagery as messed up as it is, uh, is not as important as clearly, you know, we all see magazines where people are being objectified. Mm-hmm. I like to say people women are yeah. the most obviously, but there are also ones where men are kind of weirdly objectified too. it's obviously different and not as uh prolific (laughs) or or um as obvious like women are pretty con like i mean it's hard to see magazines where they're not objectified Mm -hmm. of the mainstream stuff there are obviously ones where they're not but um uh when she was saying talking about this it bothers her, her just as much she said by choosing prostitution uh the quote that I wrote down is you perpetuate that image of woman as victim. I hate the way she also delivers this. The like the mm-hmm. pauses are kind of like, I don't know. I love um, uh, Julia's uh, delivery usually, but I don't like the delivery of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you, so I'll go back. You perpetuate the image of woman as victim, exploited, dependent, abused, uh, a slave, if you will, because she's saying that if that magazine had had a black man being whipped by a white man, people would be up in arms. But the fact that it was a woman and a man, it's allowed? Mm-hmm. Okay, weird. <laughs> All of this yeah. is just so strange. And then, um, so that's what she says. She's like, a slave, if you will. And I wrote after her, I will not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will not take that comparison whatsoever. No. No. And I think she's completely wrong yes. in all of the things that she's saying that that is what, how it perpetuates the image of woman. Like, I do not think that, that that means that the woman is exploited, dependent, abused, or a slave mm-hmm. just because she chooses to be a prostitute. And I think that's a very old fashioned and frankly sexist way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And even worse, even fucking worse that she says that she is embarrassed by it mm-hmm. quote just the way a slave would embarrass a black person can you imagine Ugh. writing that down and be like this is like, I mean, i'm out of the writers for this, even like, like it is that it's a good line yeah like can you you said can you imagine i'm like yeah just thinking that like oh this is a good line 
Oh yeah, like, I got you. I got you. Yeah, You're like yeah. yeah, people are going to agree with this. This yeah. is going to make sense. People are going like, oh wow, like usually these Julia rants are very like deep and it hits right to the point. I was like, are you that? I'm offended by that idea and that comparison. That it, that a black person, I'm, I'm white, so what the hell do I have to say about anything of this nature? But I, I could ask any black person right now and be like, would you be embarrassed by a slave? No. If there was like a slave that you saw right now, like what? Yeah. That is lunacy. I cannot believe it. I don't, and, and that it's a southern white woman whose family obviously owns slaves who's saying it on top of it. I yeah. just cannot handle this at all. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yep. So that's my reaction. One, one million percent. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote down, I didn't write down as much of the quote, but I wrote down the quote too and finished it with that. And like, like you said, a slave should, I mean, and now I'm not trying to tell anyone how to feel. And if you feel no. this way, your, your feelings are totally valid. But, like, well, she's already view, speaking for other people to begin yeah, with. So yeah. oh, that's but, weird. Like, as I see it, and this is just speaking for me, cause I obviously shouldn't be speaking for others, but like, uh, a slave shouldn't embarrass a black person. A slave should embarrass a slave owner or someone who huh? owns slaves or yes. those yes. who yes. do not think that slavery was wrong or is wrong and that it like it it was never an issue and they just don't understand why people are up in arms in it like sure. about it. That is who should be embarrassed by a slave. So just in the same way that actual prostitutes are not an embarrassment to anybody. Exactly. They're an embarrassment to the people who think that prostitution is wrong, yeah. which does not include the prostitutes, which does not include the madam, which does not include the Johns. Yep. None of these people. It's the judgy bitches like Julia damn sugar baker mm -hmm. who should be embarrassed yep. by and how they are thinking. The scene that she describes now, I can't obviously like, I'm just assuming it's, it's like an S and M thing, BDSM. And that's actually like a very, uh, for the most part, if you're doing it the way you should, again, the word yeah. should, but the way you should be doing it. Oh, exactly. It's a very loving commitment between two people. What she's who have described rules. is the opposite of the point. Yeah. I mean, you know, that no one's a victim in yeah. BDSM. Yeah. No. She's talking well, about Fifty somebody, Shades of Grey shit, which is not yeah. BDSM. Oh, my God. And that's actually so like strange. an actual community where there's love and there are boundaries and there are protections yes. for yes. both consenting adults involved. And people actually get to take charge in a way that they don't get to, exactly. uh, you know, in their normal lives. And so it's the, so it's just, yeah, just everything yeah. is completely backwards. This whole rant is wrong. <laughs> yeah, this whole rant is wrong. Sorry, Julia, you get a lot of things right. But yeah, you say a lot of good stuff. This ain't yeah. It. Yeah. Um, and she, she packs that punch too at the end where she says, you know, um, Monette says she makes very good money, and Julia says yes, but it's the rest of us who have to pay for it. I, and like and she I'm delivers like, it again, like that's a good no. line, yeah. and like she's just kind of like put the nail in the coffin. Mm -hmm. I will say who did put the nail in the coffin, who I love, but I'll wait because it's the last line of the episode. Yes. <laughs> um, um well but okay so i like what suzanne says i do too i was just gonna say that like the for once like suzanne's a hero i do not like julia's rant but i love the argument that suzanne brings to the table it yeah. has nothing to do with morals she's economically stupid exactly she's not judging any damn she's person not, who is she to judge she's judging her because she judge could be not. making more money than she's not yeah Yes, that's all she cares about. She's like, come on, you could just be making so much more money about this. And yeah, she says, you don't make yeah. half as much as I do. And I can guarantee it. You have to marry them yep. and then divorce them because it's like mm -hmm. buying a new car. 
Uh-huh. Um, there's no contract in prostitution, and you only charge according to how much he drives it. If you marry him, he has to pay for the entire vehicle, whether or not he chooses to drive it anymore. And with alimony, he has to keep paying, even if he wants to get a newer model. She's a damn genius. I love it. No one's a victim in her talking, you I know. She's like, yeah, I'm just making this, yeah. Yeah. And then Monette, and then they, like, they they diminish it. And Monette says, this is your sister, right? And Julia says, yes, she yes. diminishes us, too, but in a different way. She was the only one who said anything, including Charlene, in this whole exchange that I agreed with and that I appreciated. That made sense. So she didn't diminish shit. Exactly. Mm. And then um, in an attempt to kind of like bring it back around, you know, in the the heartfelt of trying to get Mona to not be a prostitute anymore, blah, 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 whatever. She uh, says that surprisingly a lot of of her time is just spent listening. Yes. And that is something I really want to point out. Yeah. She says... Well, isn't that something? A lot of men <laughs> fall asleep on the couch every night while their wives climb the walls in boredom, and then they go out and pay somebody to talk to. Huh. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, for just a minute, she, she kind of steps back. And that's the thing. Why is there so much shame and dirtiness about sex, you know? It, yeah, always. Still, today, you can watch a movie where people murder other people and chop them up into little pieces and we have torture porn and all of these other things, and that's fine. But you show people having sex in C seventeen. Oh. Are there body parts? Are there male body parts? You can see. Which is like this is want. the yeah. I mean, this is the rant that like everybody says, and I know. Um, and I actually just recently was talking to someone about um uh porn, and this is like this is someone who I'm friends with who's a gay male, and then he's like, "Are you anti porn?" I was like, "Let me tell you my stance on all these things on." Drug use on porn, on uh, uh, like prostitutions, people are gonna find well, even like things like abortion, you know, like people are gonna find ways to do it anyway, because these are kind of attest, uh, attested things that people argue about. Um, and my opinion on it doesn't matter because I don't want to make choices for anyone else when it comes to this, when it's like people who are not hurting each other. Uh, but if people are going to do it anyway, can you just find a way to try to keep as many people healthy as possible? Yep. So that's the thing with like prostitution. Like I have absolutely no judgment of anyone. It's not just men and it's not just men and women. Like it's not just women being prostitutes and men. It's, you know, women and women. It's men and men. It's, it's, uh, it's men being the prostitutes. It's whatever. It's, Mm -hmm. and even I don't think prostitute is probably even the best term to use right now, but I'm just, it's, it works for what I'm saying. Uh, but I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want. If you want to sleep with someone, if you want to just go on a date with someone, if you want to not be alone, if you want to talk to somebody, that's fine. Uh, it's just, I want people to be safe. That's all I care about. So I'm annoyed by this whole episode of The Judgment is why I bring it up. But that's what he was saying. Like, are you anti-porn? And I was like, if people are going to make it and watch it and want it anyway, can you make it safe? Can yeah. you make it so no one is being taken advantage of? And unfortunately, a lot of times people do get taken advantage of. Oh, I mean, sorry, women. Women are just historically, internationally taken advantage of and victimized all over the place. But yeah. these women and this house and, and Monette are not victims. No. So stop judging them. Exactly. Stop victimizing them. And they are in charge of their own destiny. Yes. And particularly too, when you're talking about the victims, like uh, a lot of um, gay men who are in sex work too, because you yes! have that stigma of men who are on the down low or yes. don't want to admit they're gay or don't want to admit that they're yeah. bi or have yeah. sexual feelings for another man. And there's a lot of violence directed 
um, yep. at male gay sex workers and uh, with trans sex workers as well. Yes, yes, Because of course, right. that adds a whole other level to things <sighs> that certain people don't even want to address about themselves mm-hmm. and the world around mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But this is not that situation. No. Like, she's made this choice and she's happy with her choice. Yeah. But then we have to have the... Oh well, she's rethinking it, and she's oh, it was so strange again after twelve years. And I re- I wrote down here. I was like, quick turnover to let's have lunch sometime. Even though yeah. we're judging your lifestyle, and you, we're going to not help you decorate this because Julie's just like, no, we're never decorating it. Yeah, yeah. and then she's like, they she has to prove that. Yeah, she has been thinking about it because Julia wants to undermine mm-hmm. her, which yeah. is horrible. Like that Julia's. That she has to be right and that she wants to say that actually this woman uh, does not know what she's doing because she has and, and is kind of rethinking it because she hasn't been arguing with her. And that's that yes. that proves Julia's point. I'm like, I think she's not arguing with you because you're being fucking stupid. Because you're being a jerk. And yet yeah, she feels compelled to give her a final impression. Yes. And Monette jokes, but I don't like. It really is more because then they talk about being friends or whatever. But she's like, yeah, we could probably be friends Strange. in some kind of lifeboat Strange. situation. Yeah, lifeboat situation. Like the Alfred Hitchcock movie actual- where they all like kill each other or something. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like and then it turns around to this, you know, oh, we could be friends. And like Mary Jo wants to have lunch too. This is 1987. So yeah, yeah that's what it just comes over. Let's wrap this up. Okay. You've said a lot of problematic things, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we and can't ignore Suzanne that. says she has to check her book. Oh, God, I love that. Yeah, she's still, you know, she's priorities. Yeah. The thing I love about Suzanne, I think we're going to end up with Suzanne being one of my favorite characters, yes. is that she knows what she's about the entire time. She does. She never she never puts on airs. or like, I mean, she no. does, but not about who she is. Yeah, she's she is Suzanne always to a T. Yeah. Oh, and can we, t- can we talk about, like, not the final parting shot, but, like, one of them for a second where... Yeah. Charlene knows and loves Monette, but doesn't know who this Monica person is. And yeah. we could put all of the beautiful wallpaper all over these walls. And it oh, would make your that. life as beautiful as having oh, a disgusting. man who loves you and will take care yes. of you when you're yes. old and when you're sick. Please excuse me while I vomit in the closest trash can. I vomited I, like eight times. Oh, I thought it was horrible. Like ugh. she did kind of end up saying that she tacked on like, and friends yes. who care for you and like, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, but like I was a, like, that's a tail. That's a coat. Wait, tail. it's not two different things. No. That's, uh, she can have all of this. Yeah. You can have all of it or, you know, you can have friends and people in your life who you care about. And like, it's not all one thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was so disgusted by that. Me too. And that again, it was yet another thing where it's like, Oh, it's all about falling in love. Man, I need, mm-hmm. I wish that, that society stopped telling me to fall in love. Stop <laughs> having to live a Disney so movie. It's so intense. It's There's so intense. There's so much wrong with Disney movies. Can we stop have that, having that be like the model? Ugh. Yeah. I mean, cause I, that's fine. I've fallen in love and I, uh, you know, multiple times and oh, well, like twice. Awesome. And it's fine. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm not opposed to, uh, being with someone as like a partner in the future, but exactly. I'm also allowed to do other things. Yeah. That's not the center of your entire life and all of your, choices. I guess it's, yeah. And I, I was about to say that I'm sorry, I jumped in because I realized yeah, I that it's because she's a woman. Again, they're putting Again. on ideas of what a woman should be like. I'm like, none of this yeah. is, none of this, none of this is feminist. No. Like that's, that's what you guys point. are supposed to be doing, but you're just like putting on what a woman should do and be. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is a woman 
can do anything. It's, it has nothing to do with her being a woman. Yeah. You know, oh my goodness. My notes just say, why can't they respect your life choices for your own yeah. motherfucking life? Why? Yep. Oh, that's a good note. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I um, want that on bumper stickers. Yes, <laughs> let's print bumper stickers. Um, so yeah. uh, Charlene points out that her dude is probably being held hostage in some foreign prison. Because- oh, yeah, I love that. She was, oh, because she was saying like, oh, you're very romantic for someone who's single in their 30s. Excuse me, rude. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and she says um, that, oh, her prince is out there. Ugh. Yeah. Again. Her prince. Her prince. Her prince Gross. is out there. He's just being, probably being held hostage yeah. in a porn prison. Yeah. And would but you also, like to, to share the, the parting shot, the, the best line? Well, the, this guy comes in, you know, when like, well, the, the, he comes in, he's like trying to talk to Monette and he's like, am I too late? And, uh, Charlie makes a joke. Yeah, you are. Can't you see she's smoking? Which I guess is a post, a post, a post coital cigarette joke yeah. or whatever nonsense. But he walks over to Suzanne and she gets the last line because um, he's like, he says something like, are you available or whatever like that? Like, what about you? And she's like, finally, a man with some taste <laughs> and like just walks out, which I think is fan damn tastic. What? No, I was just going to say, again, she's not judging. Again, she's not. So I was about yeah. to say the same thing that she is not judging whatsoever. She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give a shit. She just. She just thinks it's hilarious that, like, he's paying attention to Julia this whole time. And she's like, hello, I'm obviously, like, who people need to be checking out. And it was just so funny. Yes. Um, so that was my – I just love – there is a different podcast where they talk about who won the episode. And she yes. um, won the episode for me. I agree. One million percent. Yeah. Um, did you – so, yeah, we had a lot of commentary on this one, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> we we had a lot of be sitting around being like, "Oh, I love the show." You know, we got to call it out. Yeah, it's due. Yeah, when it's when it's saying some shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a favorite outfit this week? My favorite outfit was um, Mary Jo's first outfit, where she's kind of pilgrimy. Yes, uh, and flash. Mick Jagger. Wait, Mick Jagger? He's he has a shirt like that in the. I think it's the oh, like the, the ruffliness um, of it. Bette Midler's version of Beast of Burden. He's at the very beginning. Ah, uh, yeah, the one. yeah, yeah. Um, I love it because actually, I do remember. I think it was, would have been the '90s. I tried to not with the ruffly laceness, but I tried to have that look quite a lot. Like I nice. loved like almost that prairie look, you know, that it's like um, a, and I wish they sold more long skirts. Now I'm kind of short-ish, you know, like five five. Um, but like, it seems like a lot of skirts that they sell are just like, sh- like go to my knees or like below my knees. I love like the look of like a long, just straight skirt. I, when I was yes. a little hippie teenager, I always had them. Um, and, uh, so she has this long brown skirt that's got like a little bit of, you know, uh, twirliness, you know, at the bottom kind of thing. And she's got a little boot, like ankle boots. And then she has, um, a white kind of roughly colored shirt on the top was like a lace thing right like it's yes. like it's kind of it's, it's like a roughly lacy. yeah and then and there oh there's a brooch too on her lace uh ruffle bit and then her hair is like half up and like curly i swear i i have the completely opposite physique of mary joe but that i was going for this look like a lot <laughs> even with like the hair kind of like when my hair gets like longer i do tend to pin it up and stuff a bit like i'm from some other 
time. So, and especially if it's curly and stuff. So I, um, yeah, I like that a lot. What was your favorite outfit? Um, okay. So it wasn't the Beast of Burden video. It was before that. It was like oh. the 70s. Um, but I'd also like to point out, among other things, Mick Jagger comes up when you type in Mick Jagger ruffle shirt. But if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see some share. Some Aretha oh. Franklin with no Mick Jagger. I don't know. Wait, why. is this just because it's your computer <laughs> and they figured Maybe. out what like, Google's <laughs> like, like, we know what she likes. Wait a minute. So anyway, we know how to get different. this lady. Yeah. But I will post a link to that video anyway because it's a great video. Um, yeah. My favorite outfit was Monette's. Uh, just her, the only outfit she has in the show because it's the same uh, with the yeah. silver and like sparkly and it has polka dots and the polka dots are only a slightly darker like gray than the yeah. silver so it's really just like yeah. one color and it's like she's she's more i guess done up and she has like more jewelry and maybe a little more makeup and her hair is a little more done than the girls to like i guess show that she's a prostitute or whatever but she's still really? dressed like right. more conservatively to show that she's like a classy hooker for a high uh. <laughs> that's what that's the the impression that i get anyway Lassie hooker. Wow. But yeah, she's it's like a just below the knee length skirt um with like mm-hmm. a oh, I like poofy blouse, mm-hmm. like big sleeves. Big 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 arm holes and big, big arm holes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> big arm holes. Big yeah. Arm holes. It sounds like very, very southern. I swear my accent's coming out more from watching this uh, yes. uh show <laughs> than I used to. Like I have I've been having to spell my name more often because if I say Aaron with my accent, it's like Aaron. Aaron. It's like pretty much. It sounds like Anne to <laughs> a lot of people. So I have to like really. I, it becomes one syllable. It's like three letters. So yes, yeah. And I've decided. Okay, I guess that's a glass it. Of wine during the podcast is a good idea. So I think this. Oh, be, I'm so happy. You know what? There thing. are some podcasts that do that on purpose, and maybe that's what I'll we I'll uh, partake, and we can have some little wineage. Yes, we should do that. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're on all the things. We mm-hmm. are, uh, our official site is the girls who came to sugarbakers.podbean.com. Um, we're sugarbaker girls on everything else. Facebook, iTunes, well, no, iTunes is the official. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, <laughs> YouTube, Pinterest. If you like us, please take a moment to rate interview on iTunes. I can't see those, but, uh, you know what? They do help and Aaron can read them. I can read them. I have eye things. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie does not like eye things, but that's okay. We have between the two of us, it works, right? We got everything covered between the two of us, and that everything is why covered. we work. And if you want anything, if you want anything, what? You want something? <laughs> if you want something? <laughs> no, don't. Uh, if you have anything else to share with us, please uh, send us an email at sugarbakergirls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys, and downloading. Yes, thank you so much. Um, we are almost, I would like to point out, at 10,000 feed hits. You will know when we hit 10,000 because our uh, Instagram and and Twitter and shit, all that shit is going to blow up up. when we hit 10,000. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Man, I should go get some wine. Do it. Medicinal, medicinal red wine for my...